listen to this show, you guys know that I call this time of the year hope season. And we're right at where that hope season turns. Either either get really hopeful after the draft, or you're like, we suck again. Um, So this is, again, like I said, a crossroads in hope season. And you won't find four bigger draft nuts than the four that are on your screen right now. We got our own version of Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper. We have Newman and JC. I tuned you guys up last week. Like I said, I think I know a lot about the draft. And then I listen to these two guys and it blows me out of the water. Um, And then again, we got Mr. Marcus Anthony, who not only will win you money, but you might learn a thing or two. Boys, this draft week. Yeah, man, I finally got a couple of days off. I've, uh, there's a few things I do plan ahead. Road Steelers games, get a day off and draft draft week. Thursday, Friday, take it off. Uh, prep for it, recover. Um, I do have a question for everybody. Who knows who knows what's going to go on this year? If you guys individually are Jacksonville, who do you take at one? Because for me, it's a no-brainer. It's, it's Neil. It has to be. He's versatile. He can move over when you need him. Um, so that's who I'm going with. Uh, Evan Neal, I think he's probably the best player in, in this draft. So that's where I'm going. Where are you, where are you guys at? I really like the Neal pick there um, in general. I think that they should go off offensive tackle here. Um, the only issue with Neal at this point is I'm hearing that there's uh, some medical concerns about him. Um, so I could I would either go Neal or Aquano based on whatever medical information I may have from my doctors uh, as the team. But <clears throat> all things being the same, I would definitely take Neil in this spot as well. Well, Brandon, Brandon, let, let's hear you, and we'll have JC finish, and then we'll we'll uh, let him dive right in to uh, show us who we're he's right. Gonna, yeah, I right. definitely want to give him up because he will be the first one drafting, um, and then we will kind of go clockwise from there. After this, I mean, you just drafted your your franchise centerpiece in Trisha Lawrence. Right, you gotta protect him. It's so obvious. Even uh, their new coach said we're going offense, but you know this ain't the coach's team, and this ain't Trisha's team. This is Balky's team, and he's gonna do whatever he wants. So I'm with you guys. It's linemen all day, but uh, I think if we were running the Jaguars, it'd be a little bit different than the Jaguars that were run today. Well, yeah, they'd probably have had more success. Um, yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Especially with us four gurus. So how this is going to go, guys, is uh, we're going to go, like I said, counterclockwise. It's going to go uh, JC. Then it's going to go myself. Then it's going to go Marcus. And then it's going to go Newman. And then we're just going to keep going around and around. We go all the way up to pick 32. Now, I want to preface this. This is one of the most chaotic, unknown draft weeks that I can personally remember. What we're going to attempt to do is what we think the organization should do. Not what we think we should do. Not what NFL Network is saying. Not what ESPN is saying. We're doing what we think the organization will do. Even if that conflicts with what we personally think, um, which is, again, Marcus's example. We all think the Jaguars are going to go, should go offensive tackle. 
JC, the Jaguars, you guys are on the clock. Oh, baby, have I been waiting for this moment. And it is crazy, too. Number one pick, we, we still don't know who it's going to be. Uh, and it, there's been some fun storylines around this. Uh, saw the one report that Lucky is not going to draft Aiden Hutchinson just because he hates Jim Harbaugh. I really hope it's true. Um, but I, I'm kind of with you guys. Uh, I think Evan Neal is my top tackle. It's where I like Iaquanu. I'm fine with that, too. You know, move Cam Robinson over to the right, even though they just franchise tagged him. Build that offensive line around Trevor. But, as you mentioned, it is Balky's team. And I think it's got a little bit of a Sonny Weaver Jr. feel to it because you might be edge three, you might be edge four. Um, but I'm going to have to side with Vegas on this and kind of kick off the draft with what the odds are. Uh, I saw another, uh, I guess, clip that was uh, there are tall buildings in Vegas. They know what's going on. So we're going to start off the draft, the first pick, as Trayvon Walker, uh, who just tested absolutely off the charts all over the place. Um, I obviously didn't have a ton of pr- uh, production this year, I guess as much as you would think. But as we're listening to, to Todd McShay today, he was saying that he was kind of used as the dynamite, the guy that was the disruptor to let other people make plays. I find that a little bit suspect just because that seems like that's what Jordan Davis was born for. But they're going to go Trayvon Walker here. Yeah, I think that pick, I think you're spot on. I saw it on some sports books as minus 175. I mean, that's that that's that's almost a sure thing. You know none of us four would ever take a minus 175 bet. Um that that's not enough plus money. That's not enough juice for us, but I think you're spot on uh with that. Uh all right, so next pick is make my easiest pick in the draft, right? I got the Detroit Lions last year. Dan Campbell shores up the offensive line. This year, he's going to shore up the defensive line, taking a Michigan man. He's doing it for the fans. He's doing it in the trenches. Easy. If Trevon Walker goes number one, there is no doubt Aiden Hutchinson. Dan Campbell goes Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher, Michigan at number two. Yeah, that seems like it's the easiest pick for sure. Yeah, and it kind of kind of puts Houston into a uh, a little bit of a conundrum here because obviously they have a lot of pieces that they need to fill, but kind of like uh, falling in Detroit last year, Houston's going to be happy to get that swing player who can come and shore up uh, the offensive line, which is going to be very important, and they're going to get the best player in the draft, Evan Neal, Alabama. Yeah, I think that's a good pick for them. <clears throat> and uh, honestly, I don't – this, this actually may be exactly how the draft unfolds in real life, um, in which case the Jets absolutely need to take the best player on the board in Kayvon Thibodeau, who was the best player on the board heading into the season. Um, if you watch him at Oregon, uh, there's some questions about his motor sometimes lacking, but ultimately he's an absolute freak. Um, he can get to the quarterback like nobody else on this board. And, I mean, ultimately he has the highest ceiling out of any player in the draft. Uh, so the Jets here at number four are going to take the top player on the board and take Kayvon Thibodeau. Newman, real quick. So you know it's always my thing. Draft starts at this. Draft starts at that. I think this is where the draft really starts. I really do. I, I think I think once uh, the Jaguars make the mistake of taking Trevon Walker, I think the other two, two picks become obvious. You think the Jets are going to take Thibodeau. Who else is an option there for the Jets? Because I think they can go a number of different ways here. They really could. They could take Aquano uh, or Cross, another tackle there. 
Um, they could take a different edge rusher. Uh, there is some rumor. Some people think that they like Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Um, and then you could go completely out off that uh, section. They could grab a DB, right? So Kyle Hamilton, uh, Stingley, Sauce Gardner. Uh, the thing about Stingley and Sauce Gardner for me in terms of picking at four uh, for the Jets is that Sauce Gardner doesn't have the testing numbers that you that the Jets typically tend to go for, especially Joe, Joe Douglas' track record. He definitely likes guys that are freakishly athletic, which is why Thibodeau makes sense. Um, and then Kyle Hamilton, although he's a freak, to some degree safety is not necessarily that pri- that much of a priority for the Robert Salah defense. Uh, they need more guys that are going to get to the passer. So I think it comes becomes clear-cut here for the Jets, but obviously those are some other names that could be winding up there at the four spot. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Um, all right, JC, the Giants, who you got? Yeah, mostly with you guys. I, I, I'm not sure Houston lets Kayvon slip. So I, I actually have sauce going before the Jets, uh, which gets me, I think, puts an interesting spot for the Giants here. Uh, but they they just can't seem to shore up their O-line. They want to give. I believe they want to give Daniel Jones another shot here to try to build around him a little bit. So I think it makes for Ike Mekwano. Yeah, yeah I, think no. that, I think that makes sense for them. Uh, I, honestly, I think offensive line is where they should really be leaning anyway. Um, but, yeah. So if, if you listen to our show last week, we had said there is going to be – JC and Marcus both took over set, six and a half offensive linemen we're through five picks, and there's already two. Guess what? I if, I don't know if you guys have seen the trends, but Kenny Pickett has went from over under 10.5 to 12.5, now 14.5. Have you guys seen this Kenny Pickett dropping? If you haven't, it's all over the place. And I think it is going to stay that way. Even though Matt Rule recruited Kenny Pickett to go to Temple, I think he sees this situation being that he needs to build the offensive line around Christian McCaffrey. That's the only way he wins that year. And if you look, I really do think they go offensive linemen here. I read four mock drafts today. All of them had them going uh offensive linemen now some of them had him go icky some had evan i'm taking charles cross off the board here for carolina at number six so charles cross one time florida state commitment winds up going to mississippi state um plays under two head coaches there he's a really good pass blocker um running the ball is something he's a little bit on the slight side he's a little bit thin um but he has excellent you know he's excellent feet um He's, he's so he's got a little bit of development, but some people think that he's actually the highest. Um, the he's got the highest upside of any of the offensive tackles on the board. Um, so yeah, Charles Cross, I think that's a good pick. The Panthers started uh, Cam Irving last year at left tackle, Ugh. and that is not that is not a recipe for success. You know, it's it's funny. I was kind of prepping and uh, for us to go in a slightly different order, uh, which is fine because I was hoping to make this prop. A, this prop to come to life that I'm going to be betting on, which I do love. And also B, I was going to kind of hedge it a little bit to get Malik Willis out of the way so he doesn't go to Pittsburgh. But uh, one of my interesting props this uh, for this draft, you're looking at 33-1 to 1 odds, uh, and that's Pickett is the first quarterback drafted. 
Neal is the first lineman drafted. Sauce Gardner is the first DB or cornerback drafted. Brees Hall, first running back. And Drake London, first receiver. So, uh, you know, $5 puts you in the $60 range. Those uh, are the odds we like. I think, honestly, there the, the, the one that I question the most is the quarterback in Pickett. Um, and then second most, I think, Drake London. But the yeah. others, the others seem, seem probable, in my opinion. Yeah, so, you know, quarterbacks, you're talking a 50-50 odds right now is who's going first, which quarterback, um, receivers, who knows. Maybe the Raiders find a way to jump back in. But <laughs> for the Giants, they're, they're definitely going secondary here, but it will not be cornerback. I do love me some Sauce Gardner, but it has to be a top-five play. Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, safety. Yeah, he's an absolute stud. He would absolutely thrive in that market. Um and I think that's a good pick there for the Giants. All right. Who are you going to take here at eight for Atlanta? So, so yeah. So picking for the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. Um, unfortunately for them, we've already seen three offensive tackles come off the board. That is an area of need for the Falcons. Um, they also have real issues at corner. Um, safety would have been somewhere that they could have addressed, but not with not with uh, Hamilton off the board already. Um, but this is kind of one of the wild card areas. Um, they certainly could take a, take an edge rusher. They need help everywhere. Um, but I'm going to take Malik Willis, quarterback, originally from the state of Georgia where he played high school football, uh, and send him home to the Atlanta Falcons uh, so he can sit and learn one year behind uh, Marcus Mariota and eventually take over. Wow. Well, I did not see that coming. And we're, and we're happy. We're happy to see that one go. As Steeler I, I, fans, we are thrilled to see that. But I'll admit, that, that's, that's a shock to me. I did not think Atlanta – I thought with all the holes, they would kind of do what, you know, some other teams have in the past, know that they're not going to win next year and continue to shore up with BPA. But um, all right, here we go. I, I think the upside there is just a little bit too tantalizing for a team like the Falcons um, and him – being a home, you know, the home a homegrown kid there from Georgia, uh, they passed on taking Justin Fields last year. Uh, probably regret that decision at this point. So they're gonna not make the same decision twice here and and take take the traits. All right, All right. JC, give us some love in here in Seattle. We we know that you like the uh, the mid northwest here. So where where are the Seahawks gonna go? <laughs> this pick two. I would remind me of how realistic. they they let you know how they would have let or how they did let Russell Wilson develop within that system. They still want to run the ball. They want to build around defense. Kind of let him slow his way into that progression. So I think that kind of makes sense if Malik falls. I still don't think a quarterback gets taken this early, uh, but that you know obviously leaves a lot of talent here. Uh, so another need for Seattle is going to be a cornerback. So I think it makes it an easy here to go with Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I, I, I love this here. Um, I, I saw him in person. I loved him so much. He's an absolute stud. Um, you know, I, the the Seahawks built their, their defense of the past on, on the Legion of Boom and a really good defense. And, man, hard to hard to go wrong with a lockdown corner in, in Sauce Gardner. That's an, that's an awesome pick. Um, so, so, question on, on, on Sauce Gardner there um, for Seattle. Seattle 
is probably one of the most un- most unpredictable teams that we have in terms of the NFL draft every year, what they do in the first round. They annually do some weird stuff. Most of the time recently, it has not paid off. Um, there is some belief that they do kind of like some they, – they don't shy away from guys that have uh, questionable backgrounds um, and instead will don't mind taking those guys. They, I guess they feel that they have a good locker room and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're just going to rely on talent. So do you really think that – I mean, what do you think the are that they take Stingley instead of Sauce Gardner if he's there? Um, or if Gardner's gone, would they would they take Stingley instead? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, it's just for me, I think if Sauce is a little bit higher, I know the injury concerns with Stingley are still in there. Uh, it, it, Sauce may not have tested all that well, but if you look back at the Legion of Boom, they weren't really guys that tested all that well in terms of athleticism either. Uh, it was more just about being good within their role. So I, just, I have Sauce a little bit ahead of Stingley. Uh, I know there's Stingley going potentially at three, which I think is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know. It feels like Sauce is more like their guy. Yeah, I, I like I like Garner more than Stingley. I saw Stingley being a very popular pick here, um, which leads me at 10, which, man, if the, if the board falls like this, I think the Jets are going to be absolutely thrilled. I, I think they're going to absolutely love what happened here. Um, because I think they could go top defense or, you know, a good defensive end. I think they can go a good corner. I think they can go number one wide receiver. Um, but I think they loved their Revis Island and they try to get that back with Stingley. Uh, Newman, you're being a Jets fan. Would you like if they use the second pick on Stingley? I wouldn't have an issue with it. I don't think that they will. Um, as much as the Jets need cornerback help, um, they are not a team that prioritizes cornerback like that uh, based on the system that they run. My preference in this spot would actually be for them to take uh, Jamison Williams um, and and because I think that they Deep really wide that. receiver draft, though, right? Like, that's, that's why I think corner really drops off after this, in my opinion, on my board. Um, wide receiver, you still kind of got your pick of the litter, especially in that second or third round. I mean, I certainly understand that, uh, but that being said, like I said, in terms of what the Jets would prioritize for their, you know, the way that their system is run defensively, uh, seemingly doesn't make the most sense. Uh, But at the end of the day, adding talent to a team that needs a lot of talent, you can't really go wrong here. All right, Marcus, do we see our first wide receiver come off for the commanders? Do they finally give uh, an offensive weapon with, uh, with McLaurin? Yeah, you know, it's funny, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, kind of like the Jets were just licking their chops, Washington was hoping, hoping and praying Stingley was going to fall to them, but they're not. And when you have Terry McLaurin sitting over there, you need a big body receiver. And there's there's a couple of them sitting out there, none bigger than Drake London, USC. Yep, first yeah. wide receiver taken, so you're going to love that for your uh, for your prop there. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, what's funny for me when you are looking at receivers that don't run personally, if you're over that six, three range, I really don't care what your 40 time is. If you're breaking out of routes, making catches, um, Drake London could ultimately be one of the more uh, dominant early on receivers uh, and he could be around for a long time. I mean, I think a good comp for him is a guy like Mike Evans. Um, Injuries is definitely a question for him. Um, but he does have basketball player background, all that other stuff. So 
the high pointing the football, giving your your quarterback a, a big target, especially quarterback like Carson Wentz, who likes to key in on big targets as he has in the past with Michael Pittman and um, <clears throat> and Alshon Jeffrey. So that's, uh, I mean, I think that fits and makes a lot of sense there for the Commanders. Absolutely, Newman. All right, we know some of our Vikings fans are waiting on bated breath here with this pick. Who do you got going to Minneapolis? Yeah, so this becomes a little bit more of an interesting pick the way the board has fallen for them. Um, in terms of needs, the Vikings have, you know, uh, uh, they're fairly kind of all over the place. Um, but one pick that they're not going to be upset about in any way, shape, or form here is grabbing Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Um, he's just a high-effort player. Uh, if you watch him on tape, Florida State, um, he is hustling down the field, making tackles 20 yards down the field. Um He's great against the run. He can. Uh, he's very physical. Um, he's actually from Minnesota, so that actually uh, brings brings uh, another another boy uh, back home to the Vikings. And I think Jermaine Johnson there for the Vikings would be an excellent pick. When would Drew Forbes get that Jermaine Johnson jersey? Like immediately? <laughs> P- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much just as soon as he got the uh, Dalvin Cook jersey. And now I will say this. Um, I was able to, to watch uh, Jermaine Johnson play some football this year. Uh, when you're looking at bad teams, really talented players find a way to stand out. Truthfully, I'd put him right up there, one A, one B, with uh, Aiden Hutchinson as far as uh, pass rushers go. I, I think he's actually. Um, so I think Hutchinson's what they they keep saying that he's safer. I think he compares favorably. He's not quite as athletic as Hutchinson is, uh, but he does have bigger hands. He's way more physical, in my opinion. Um, and then you're, I think you're getting similar effort out of the two players. So uh, I think Jermaine is a little bit older than Hutchinson. So so you deal with a little bit of that um, and the bend. But um, Jermaine Johnson's just a physical freak, and they're going to love him in Minnesota the way that they want to play defense. All right, Perfect. JC, give us something in Houston. JC has had some rough teams. The Jaguars, the Giants, the Seahawks, and Texans. He should have no idea what is going on. That is uh, that is crazy. Well, they've already taken their offensive tackle, right? That's one right. of their bigger needs. So, Yeah, I think they're going to stay on that side of the ball. Apologize, have a little bit of connection issues over here. Uh, I like the Jermaine Johnson pick there. Um, but what I think... I think it's going to start the run for wide receivers, and I think this is a spot where Kansas City might try to trade up to as well to come in for Jamison Williams. I think if it's Houston, I don't know that they go with Williams. Uh, so I'm going to take my number one wide receiver off the board here. Uh, go with Garrett Wilson. So w- w- why Garrett over some of the others? Um, I-, I have Garrett Wilson um, number one. I actually have Garrett Wilson over Drake London. Um, again, I've the catch radius on Wilson is is, is for me the thing that stood out. Um, Stroud wasn't the most accurate quarterback this year, but I mean, it didn't matter where Stroud put it. He was catching everything. Like you just can't teach those hands and that catch radius, like just absolutely crazy. Yes. Yeah. And he tested athletically. He's a little bit bigger. Um, and I think I, I hate a comp that I haven't really said, I see a little bit of AB in Garrett Wilson. Um, I don't know. I think he's really good. Yeah. I actually have Wilson as my my third or fourth wide receiver. Um, I like Williams more in general, even though they Williams had a hard time beating him out. 
Uh, and then I also have Alave ahead of him just because I think Alave is just an excellent route runner. I do, I do understand that he gets knocked a little bit for his size and his ability to break tackles, which Wilson doesn't have quite as much. He goes down um, so easy. But ultimately, regardless, I think any of these any of these wide receivers are good fits here for the Texans. They just need some bodies to do something down there for the neck man. That's yeah, uh, that's for sure. And, and I think, I mean, if you're looking at uh, comparing Olave, Olave basically gives you another Brandon Cooks, um, which you want. Typically, when I'm building a football team, I would like to have different types of wide receivers, right? I don't want the guys to all look the same and, and do the same kind of things. Yep. So, Marcus, JC, how does this happen every year? The perfect player winds up on the board for Baltimore. There's if if Jordan Davis gets this low, they see like they have another Haloti Nada on their hands. They are not going to pass up Jordan Davis. Uh, similar to what Marcus said about Jermaine Johnson, I think people will look at and see Jordan Davis went fifth or went fourteen overall, and people are going to lose their minds because he is way better than the 14th best player in this draft. And I think he'll end up being one of the top players. I think he's got potential all pro written all over him. Um, The Ravens get another slam dunk in Jordan Davis with the 14th. So when it's all said and done, will he have more or less touchdown passes than Don Terry Poe? (laughs) Passes or catches? Yeah, have you seen that guy run? I want some jet sweeps with Jordan Davis. Oh, man. Give us a little ISO. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right, so let's go to Philadelphia. Um, Who really knows what they're doing over there? (laughs) No one knows, but they they have found a way to stack some picks. Uh, We are going to see how committed they are right now, I guess, to um, (laughs) developing things around Jalen Hurts. Uh, are they going to go and get him a receiver with some of them falling off? And I hate to say this, but uh, we're going to go with Tyler Lindenbauer. Uh, Boston was a Boston College. No, yeah, no, Iowa. Lindenbauer, Iowa. So Lindenbauer, I love him. Truthfully, I hope he does fall to Pittsburgh. Um, but we have a short arm, talented center who could flex back and forth between guard. So they do have a guard need right now. Um, Kelsey is up in the air about his retirement, how long he's going to be there, but he could fill and swing back and forth. I think that's the right play for the uh, the Eagles here to shore up that offensive line. So from what I've heard, most teams don't really think that he can actually play guard. Um, we'll see. Uh, he would be a pretty good replacement there for Kelsey, and Kelsey is actually a very good comp for him in general. But Kelsey also wasn't drafted in the first round. Um, I could definitely see Winterbaum falling farther than the Eagles here but I don't necessarily hate the pick for them at this spot. No, and that that's crazy. In our pre-notes, I have the 18th pick, and I also mentioned that I might make this selection. So you know what they say about great minds thinking alike. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to pick here for the Saints, and I honestly hope that this is not the case um, because I would I, I don't want them to have any good players, uh, being a t- person that also roots for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, this is a team that's absolutely in desperate need of some talent in terms of wide receiver. Um, so for the Saints right here, I'm going to take my top wide receiver on the board, uh, Jamison Williams. I think that you can you can deal with him missing the first couple weeks of the season, uh, potential pup list. 
Um, but then when he comes back, you're going to have five years of him being an absolute stud. And that just is going to be all the, all the difference there for the saints. Um, so I have Jamison Williams to the saints at 16. That's an absolute slam dunk, dude. They, they, they need offensive weapons in, in, in the worst way there. Um, who knows what's going to go on with that, you know, diva wide receiver out there. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he hurt? Is he not hurt? Um, they need guys that can go out and and score that aren't named Elvin Kamara. Um, I think Jamison Williams, I I think, I think they go wide receiver probably no matter what, but they will be grinning ear to ear if they get Jamison Williams. Absolutely. I, truthfully, I kind of love this pick because I I've already made a bet on Jamison Williams going over 11 and a half in the, in the draft. Um, I think it's minus 140 were the odds there. All right, JC, you with us? I think JC's frozen out. JC might be frozen out here. Um, so I will make two picks in a row. Um, and I'm going, again, I think the Chargers are really, really going to try to build that defense. They know that they have offensive weapons they need to be able to stop somebody especially in that conference that they're in um so i'm going what i have is the the last kind of stud corner i'm going trent mcduffie here uh for for the chargers i think it just makes way too much sense um it's it's kind of like their second position of need they could go offensive line but i think it'd be a little bit of a stretch to go with any of the other tackles right now because it's just kind of in a weird spot um if this you know maybe they trade down later in the draft um for a team that needs a quarterback or a team that needs a wide receiver um but in this instance if they're gonna stay at 17 especially the way this board is looking i think they go trent mcduffie um newman what, what do you think about that pick there so i think that you could definitely take a guy um like Trevor Penning or Tyler Smith there and stick him at right tackle uh, opposite of Rayshon Slater. They're very physical. They're guys that need a little bit more development, but sticking them on the right side, you're not going to be penalized quite as much. Um, and then the other issue, I mean, I do like the defensive pick here. I find that this is actually a great draft for a lot of teams because a lot of teams don't necessarily need to add a ton of offensive skill position players. They need to focus on the interior and the trenches and their defense. Um, one issue that the, the Chargers obviously had last year is that they had trouble stopping the run. So they addressed some of that in free agency, but I think here would also be a good pick for them to take a linebacker um, to really shore up that defensive line. So I can see a guy like Devin Lloyd, Jacoby Dean, Quay Walker, et cetera, falling into that spot as well. So, so I, think, I think what we'll do here is give you guys a little flip-flop with JC coming back. We'll let him snag your, uh, your Philly pick here. Philly, Philly. JC, JC, you prepared to do that? If not, I got my pick. I got my pick in. Um, I don't yeah. So what do we just go? Devin me. Lloyd here? No, we went. We went McDuffie for we went the Chargers. That's gotcha. It. All right. Yeah. I say Chris Olave seems to be a popular pick there. McDuffie. I, I agree with you. Of potentially taking a linebacker with one of those guys. Uh, since they went offensive line at fifteen, uh, I'll take in the Philly here, and I'll just go and throw a crap there. Get some more weapons around Hurts. Continue to build up that offense. Let's put him in at Philly here. So, so he's a great think, compliment to Devonta Smith there. Is he? he they're both super so. small, yeah, but they're both super hard to cover. Like I said, I like to build a, a wide receiving core that has different compliment. guys. Um, I could totally – I don't mind wide receiver being here at this spot, um, but I could totally see this being Traylon Burks instead of Chris Olave. 
um, just because he's kind of a different wide receiver. Um, but don't hate the pick of a wide receiver to, for them to add it. I just don't know that Olave is the best fit um, based on them already having, you know, the crisp route runner that's kind of small. Well, I know they're really linked to Jamison Williams. They like to add him as well. Uh, I know he's a guy off board. I think Traylon Burks is going to fall. Um, just seen some comments about him being a little bit too big for his size. I think he's going to be drafted somewhere like A.J. Brown was. I think he might fall down to the second round, or at least to the back end of the first year. Um, so in that same vein of Jameson Williams and Chris Olave, Chris Routrunner, fast guy, super quick. I think it makes sense for what they're doing if they don't get Jameson who just went. Well, I guess that'll bring us right back to the NFC South, if you will. Uh, the Saints, again, uh, stacking picks. A lot of, lot of holes, a lot of needs. Does anyone want to guess where I'm going to pick here for the New Orleans Saints? Not a clue, man. The Saints are especially with that second pick. I, I think you're going to take a defensive lineman. And you would be wrong. Quarterback. <laughs> Desmond Kenny Ritter. Pick. Kenny Pickett. Quarterback. Pitt. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I would love it if the Saints did that because I don't want the Saints to be good. Um, and I think that's a bad pick for them. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, for a team that has other needs and is trying to compete at this point, um, taking a quarterback like Kenny Pickett's not, not the best move, in my opinion. But uh, hey, if the Saints want to do that, I would be happy with it. You ruined my hope, Marcus. I thought he was going to fall to the Steelers, he was one away. You know my dream come true would have been Kenny in Pittsburgh. I hate you. I hate you right now. I would just be slamming so many shots if he went to the Saints one pick before the Steelers. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to do those shots with you. You'll be crying. I'll be celebrating. I love Kenny. I mean, uh, so yeah, Kenny Pickett here would would be definitely a guy that the obviously the Steelers would protect potentially be targeting there. Um, other team needs that I have for them are interior defensive line, safety, wide receiver, corner, and offensive tackle. Um, so right here, uh, I'm going to take uh, – the, the wide receiver board's kind of getting thin. Traylon Burks, I guess, is a guy, but I feel like he's a little bit kind of duplicitous in terms of what you already have in Chase Claypool. Uh, quarterback, I think that you're, ba- you're past where you really want to go with the quarterbacks. I don't necessarily think that they would take Corral or Ritter here. I uh, don't think that they'd take uh, Sam Howell either. Um, safety, the top safety is off the board in, in uh, Kyle Hamilton. You have Daxon Hill is probably your next up safety, but I think you can wait a little bit for that position um, because it does have some depth to it. Um, so for them, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take an offensive tackle. Uh, so I'm going to take Trevor Penning, uh, the offensive tackle, off the board. And, uh, and and we'll, we'll help fix up that offensive line. This is a guy who's going to definitely come in to help the running game immediately. Uh, may need to develop a little bit as a pass blocker, but he's definitely got that nasty edge to him. Um, so Pittsburgh fans would absolutely love him. I would love that. I, we, 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 I think the Steelers did a lot to address their line. The only thing they really don't have right now is a right tackle. Can he play right tackle? Newman, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that's probably where you want to slot him in initially. Um, that would maybe. be that would be an amazing pick. If we don't get Kenny, I'd want a guy that can plug and play right tackle right away. Yeah, he, he may he may develop into a guy that can play the left side, but but you can definitely start him out on the right. Cool. All right, let's see uh, let's see what Bill does. Well, a big need a corner here, um, but I just think there's. 
kind of a big fall down after Stingley and after Sauce. And uh, I, so I don't think I have them going corner here. They have two guys that fall into their lap that are incredible at their positions. That's Nakobe Dean uh, and Devin Lloyd. Um, I don't know. It's tough to say which one I think they would go for here. I think that, you know, Lloyd's going to be a little bit more athletic. I think the smarter player is going to be Nakobe Dean. So I think that that kind of fits in with what, what Bilicek's going to want to be doing on defense. So I'm going to put them with Nakobe Dean here. So I don't disagree that the linebacker makes sense here. Um, I prefer uh, Kobe Dean to Devin Lloyd personally, but the Patriots have always been a team that likes a little bit more length out of their linebackers. Um, so I think that they would probably lean Devin Lloyd above him, but uh, there's obviously no way for me to really tell because I'm not going to get to see the board. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good pick. I mean, I had Patriots definitely taking a linebacker here as well. I like Lloyd better as well. I would have went with Lloyd. Um, but I think you nailed the position. Absolutely. All right, guys. So I don't know which one. I think it was maybe JC. Maybe it was Marcus. One of you guys said um, wide receiver room is getting thin. And I agree. My only notes for this Packers pick was any wide receiver. Literally any <laughs> wide receiver go with this pick. Um, and they just lost Devontae Adams, who's a freak, who's a physical freak. I'm thinking they're trying to replace it with the freakiest receiver there is in this draft. So, JC, I'm not seeing that Traylon Burks uh, movement. I'm taking Traylon Burks here. They can line him up in the backfield. They can line him up as a jump ball receiver in the end zone. Do you know how many end zone or red zone targets Devontae Adams gets? They want a guy that can go up and get it, and that's what this Avenger can do. I've been calling Traylon Burks an an Avenger because he just doesn't even look human, Um, and I see for the first time in years the Packers finally giving Rodgers help going Traylon Burks here. Yeah, I think that Burks is a good fit for them. Uh, Wide receiver is obviously one of their bigger needs. Um, but, uh, just the, the questions that I would have in, in terms of him going to the Packers is that Aaron Rodgers likes guys that know exactly where they knows exactly where they're going to be. Um, and Burks is probably a guy that needs work on his route running. Um, oh, yeah. but force feeding him the ball, using him somehow like a similar to Debo, um, would be a good fit here for the Packers. And they definitely have someone from that tree. So they would be able to figure something out. So now that brings us to Arizona Cardinals, which we all know that's one of my darling teams. And talk about a little bit. Is it anymore? It is still it? Is. It still is. <laughs> I, was like, I, root the, I root for the uh, the underdogs. Um, so part of me wanted to lean uh, outside backer here at uh, David Ajabo, but they also need some help on the offensive line. So when you're looking at kind of guards, people that kind of are going to help protect uh, Kyler Murray, it's not going to be uh, Kenyon Green out of the AM, but it's going to be Zion Johnson, who's more of a, a flexible, versatile pass blocker. Um, the Cardinals are not really ground and pound, you know, punch it up the gut. They want to spread the ball, get everyone on the move. So we're going Zion Johnson, Boston College. I definitely think that addressing their offensive line is going to be beneficial for them. I do really like Zion Johnson. Um, Kenyon Green would also make sense here for these teams. Um, building up the middle, especially when you have a really smaller quarterback. Um, that way you can kind of make the pocket a little bit more sure-thing for him. I think that's a great pick for the Cardinals. Um, so with the next pick, the Cowboys, uh, that's another team that could actually go back to the well and take a guard here. Um, but for right now, I think that uh, the 
what they have in terms of on defense, I just I think that there's there's a really good spot here, and I think that this is too low for Devin Lloyd. Um, so I'm gonna have the, the Cowboys go ahead and take Devin Lloyd here in this spot. Wow. Because I think that would really help them. Um, it'll allow them to play Micah Parsons where he really belongs, which is on the edge, um, and and it'll just give him a more of a sure thing here in the middle. Um, you know, he's got all the athletic qualities that the Cowboys would be looking for. In a, in a oh, are you going best best player here? I didn't really have linebacker as a need for them. Like I have four need for the Cowboys, and and that wasn't any of them really. I mean, I think like I said, that allows you to play Micah Parsons at. Uh, on the edge, right? So if you have a, a more of a sure thing up the middle in Devin Lloyd, then you can allow Micah Parsons to, to be used more appropriately for where he's better at, uh, and that is as an edge rusher. Um, and uh, I think Devin Lloyd's, you know, freaky enough for them to be able to do that. Yeah, I don't think Lloyd gets here, but if he is here, I mean, the Cowboys have never shied away from stacking up their linebacking core or just no. adding more pieces than they need to taking that best player available. I think it It'd be a lot of fun for him. I, I could see the pick for sure. I guess that brings us to Buffalo. And I, I just feel like I have to do it. And I think, like, looking at the AFC picture right now, teams running are just back. Up. Running back. Running yeah. back. I mean, <clears throat> Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are just terrible. We saw it, like, with the Chiefs taking Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They just clearly made the wrong choice. Uh, but I think the Buffalo Bills take a luxury pick here. Add a missing piece to that offense and try to be as competitive as possible in the AFC, and they get my boy, Brees Hall. Wow! Yeah. Although I'm I'm a little nervous that they're gonna fall in love with Isaiah Spiller. Uh, he just kind of seems like more that type of back, but they need to go for Brees. Yeah. So I I I hate this pick if, as a Bills fan, um, but since I'm not a Bills fan. Uh, I, I love it because I think taking a running back is stupid in the first round, uh, and this is definitely that. Um, I think that you can find other running backs that are going to give you 80%, 90% of what Brees Hall is going to give you anyway. Um, he's probably the top running back on the board, but this is not a great running back class, and I don't see the need to force it um, and take take one in the first round. In fact, if I'm going to take a running back in this class, I'm probably going to take James Cook um, just because I think he's going to give you the most versatility. Um, no explosion. Yeah, uh, right here, uh, my issue, I, I would probably lean corner. I think that's their biggest need um, for the Bills. But uh, if they, they want to take a running back in the first round, which I think is always a mistake, uh, I am welcome to it as a Jets fan. I had McCreer Booth. I had them going corner, too. Yep. I had Booth. I had Booth, Booth here, going. for sure. Booth is probably yeah, the smart pick. Yep. But – Going luxury. But, hey, we're not doing smart. We're doing what we think the Bills have been doing, and the Bills have been tied to a running back. If you listened to the show last week, I said the Bills are taking a running back. Um, go ahead and slam that bet. Um, so I like it because I think that's what they will do eventually, um, and, and I don't think it's the first round, but um, I think they go there. So that leads me to, to two guys I really like with this pick. I think that the Titans are just absolutely drooling um, if they if they would have a shot at either one of these guys. Um, Marcus, I think all three of you guys know the only combine night I went to was offensive lineman night. And, and there was a guy that really, really stood out to me, and that was Bernard Rainman. Um, that guy is just he, – he, he can move. He is powerful. Um, I wouldn't mind if the Steelers drafted him. Um, I love Trevor Penning. 
um, now that you know Newman's kind of sold me on them, but I wouldn't be mad if the Steelers went here. The Titans know that's the only way they're going to win is protecting uh, their quarterback and, and letting Henry um, break runs. So I think they they shore up offensive tackle here and go Bernard Rainman. Um, and they've kind of struggled replacing their one tackle. I think it was Conklin. Um, and I think they get that Conklin save here in, in Rainman late in the first round. Yeah, Raymond's a guy who comes late to football, um, but does have like a basketball background. So he's an athletic guy. Um, he's a little bit older, but uh, young as a football player. Um, but I, I like him a lot. I find that for whatever reason, Central Michigan just is able to produce these offensive tackles out of nowhere. And here's another example of that. Yeah. So for me, this, I, I was torn with Tampa Bay. Uh, going, to, I was looking at a couple DNs. Um, I still really, I still really, really liked Marvin Leal. Uh, what a huge drop he had, which has kind of been um, uh, a consistent theme with co- uh, the college players going into this draft. Um, uh, George Carl- Carlofitis at uh, Purdue was another possible option for me here, but this became really easy, and that's Kenyon Green, Texas A&M. He's a mauler. They have to replace Ali Morpet, who just unexpectedly retired this year. Tampa already had that call in. Um, as soon as you guys announced uh, Raymond out of Central Michigan. Yeah, I think that guard is a great play here for the Bucks. It makes most sense. Um, either Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green would, would work well for them. Um, so I'm certainly happy for that pick uh, as somebody who roots for the Buccaneers, the hometown team here. And I think Marcus will be rooting for the Bucks uh, as, as a season ticket holder as well. So, who was that pick um, one more time? Kenyon Green, Green guard yep. out of Texas A&M. Um, yeah, he is, he's, he's definitely a physical guy. You put him, Shaq Mason together. Um, and then that's, you know, that, that secures your offensive line there for the future and for now with Tom Brady. Um, <clears throat> so going back to the Packers, we've already addressed, uh, the, wa- the wide receiver position for them. Right. Um, with, uh, Elon Burks earlier. So, yeah. Uh, now, now the Packers can address some of their other needs. Um, here is a, this is a team that probably needs some help in terms of addressing uh, the linebacker position. You could go edge rusher here, or you could go um, with uh, with an inside linebacker. Um, so for right now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Quay Walker out of Georgia. Um, or wait. Georgia, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. The other guy that was uh, that was there with Kobe Dean, so he's a little bit more lengthy. He's a great coverage linebacker. Um, some people actually think that he may have a chance to go ahead of Kobe Dean, even though, in my opinion, Kobe Dean is the better player. Um, but this is definitely this has the Packers written all over it, and I think this will be a great move for him. Um, so I'm going to take Quay Walker out of Georgia yeah. linebacker for the Packers. Did so, you read PFF today? Because I'm pretty sure you read PFF today. I did not actually. Uh, this they, is just, they, they have I've Quay heard, Walker I've, going at the draft. I'm looking at right now. I, I've heard a lot about Quay Walker. I've done a lot of research and listened to a lot of people. Uh, I did not specifically read PFF today, though. So, so d- does that not raise any like other red flags there when you're talking about Georgia inside guys? You're talking about four of the front seven going in the first round for Georgia. Yeah, that's why I still hate the Trayvon Walker first overall. You got four guys that are going to be in the first round. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so and especially if you didn't have them with you there, and like the guys around him, and plus the linebackers, they're going to probably have five to seven guys right on their defense alone in the first two rounds. Somebody's somebody's not right, right? 
Yeah. I mean, so my thing about the the Walker thing is when you've got all these other good players, um, that's Traylon Walker. Um, when you've got all these other good players, right. And you see them consistently flash on screen all the time. And then you're taking the guy who's not consistently flashing. I have an issue. Why, why are you doing that? Uh, give me the guy who's showing up on t- tape doing some crazy things. And I mean, you've also got some other guys from Georgia that haven't gone yet that are also going to be really talented players in this draft as well. So, Agreed. It, so, so interesting dynamic coming up here. JC is picking for the Chiefs, and then I get to pick for the Chiefs. <clears throat> Any of us really think the Chiefs are going back-to-back? They're, they're moving up or down with one of these picks, right? Or both. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have 12 picks. They don't have room for 12 players on their roster. They're definitely going to mortgage some of those picks uh, to move around here somewhere. Um, I don't know exactly which ones are going to get moved or which ones are going to be made. But I definitely don't think the Chiefs make twelve picks in this draft. Yep. Yeah, I this could be a little bit tough. I'm going to try to make it a little bit tougher on you here, Brandon, because if they are here, I mean, if they do end up with both of these picks, I think one's going to be an edge rusher. Uh, could be David Ajabo. Could be George Karlaftis. Uh, and I think the other one is going to have to be a wide receiver here. And I think a guy that if they are sitting here, a guy I think can sneak into the first round who I really didn't want to like. I, I really wanted to see another K.J. Hamler in him, uh, but I think his film was a lot better, and he's like a lot of bad quarterback play that went into it. So I like, uh, instead of Christian Watson, I like Jahan Dotson here. And I'll let you go ahead and pick the edge rusher. Yeah, so t- tell me why you went Dotson over maybe Sky Moore, or you went him over Pickens, or why, why did you go Dotson over some of these other guys? Just like this film, I think he's a guy, like I said, uh, had a lot of bad quarterback play. He tested really well. Decent size. He's good hands. He's a solid vertical. Uh, he's shifty. I think he's going to be a big playmaker. I'm not put on Sky Moore. I do like him a lot. I don't think that they would take him here. I think Christian Watson tests really well, but maybe he sits more – it's just kind of a, a combine workout guy. I'm not a sold on him yet either. I think Jahan Dotson comes in and can play from day one for these guys. Uh, and they just allow McCole Hartman to be more of that speed receiver. They allow Jahan Dotson to play more as a, a normal one. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, Dotson, like comparing him to Sky Moore and Christian Watson, uh, Dotson actually played a big boy conference and he showed up, right? Even with bad quarterback play. So. I mean, to me, that that elevates him a little bit more. He's he's really fast. He's a good route runner. Uh, Marcus, what do you think about your Penn State boy there? Um, I, I like him. He's talented. Honestly, KJ Hamler was just so explosive in college. Um, but Jahan Dotson, very similar player, very same style. Yeah, but he also kind of fits what Kansas City does. So it, it's hard to argue with that. They really don't, even though they might need a big body type of guy like a Pickens. Uh, they're all about the explosion. So I, th- I think Dotson's a perfect fit for Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, and I-, I like Dotson. Everyone knows I'm privy to Big Ten. Make it back-to-back Big Ten picks. Um, George Karloftis is definitely better than the 30th pick in this draft. Um, I-, I like to call him like, kind of Aiden Hutchinson light, right? I mean, he just does all the right things. He's not going to blow you away in combines. I mean, if he was he was looking like a top 10 pick in December, have you guys seen those graphs of where players move? Um, if you look at Carl Loftus, he was 10 top 12, didn't have a great combine, didn't have a great pro day. He's one of those guys that jumps off on tape, not necessarily in a workout. 
And I think that hurts him, but I think that helps the Chiefs. They're getting a heck of a player with George Karloftis. Yeah, Karloftis to me, he's a little bit stiff um, comparatively to some of the other guys, but definitely like big, sizable, good good against the run. Um, and playing at Purdue is is not as easy as play, as it is playing at Michigan when you got David Ojabo on the opposite side of you. You know, you know how many doubles Karloff has had? I mean, Purdue's defense was bottom two in, like, the entire Big Ten. They were just putting up 500 yards a game. Um, George Karloff took on everybody. He took on double teams. He took on chips. And, and, I mean, again, he's just one of those guys that look at his tape. His tape will tell you how good he is. Yeah. The one thing here, and I mentioned it, David Ojabo could be a guy that the Chiefs target in this spot. Um knowing that they're probably going to have to redshirt him for this season, um, but still getting that really dynamic pass rusher uh, this late in the first round with that extra fifth year uh, would make some sense for a team like the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. All right, what are the Bungles going to do, Marcus? Uh, this is going to bring me towards my favorite pick of the entire draft. Oh, no. <laughs> Hope you guys are ready. So if you're the Bengals, you have Joe Mixon at running back, injury prone. Um, you have Joe Burrow, a quarterback, injury prone. You have an, a need at inside linebacker, right? Why not go get a guy who runs a 4-4? Troy Anderson, Montana State. Wow. I don't even know. I'll admit, I don't, I'm looking to know who that is. <laughs> so, so, so Troy Anderson actually played quarterback. He initially started out as a quarterback. Um, he and, and he did play some running back. I think that's where Marcus was going with those two statements. Um, he's a guy who's an athletic freak. Um, he was an all-conference player, but Montana State is still Montana State. I don't think there's any chance that they take uh, Troy Anderson here at 31. Um, but, he, I mean, I don't necessarily hate the player. I just hate the spot and don't like the value here. And, so I, mean, Steve- I mean, we also have a Steelers fan picking for a Bengal for the Bengals here, so I don't know how much that's actually going to come. Th- come to I, 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 you're just hating on us. You're a racist, Newman. So uh, <laughs> I had corner here. Steve Sanders has been on here. He would absolutely love if Andrew Booth dropped to them. I think he'd be ecstatic. He's looking at eat. He doesn't want Elam, but he thinks there um, the Bengals go. He's terrified of Elam, um, but I think they go if there's. No more good offensive linemen. Like, there's not too many interior offensive linemen. I think they go corner here with yeah. uh, with, with with Booth or Elam. Yeah, there's really not many needs there um, as far as good value for them. Uh, truthfully, even Christian Harris, Leo Chanel, uh, solid spots for them. But I, I do love Elam out of Florida, even with the, the mental gaps. Dude's kind of an asshole, which I dig. Um, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to give Troy Anderson a little bit of love. There we go. So, so with the last pick of the first round, the Lions, if they wind up keeping this pick, uh, I personally think that it would be a good move to go ahead and take a quarterback here if you like yes. them. Um, I don't think that they will do that uh, because I don't know if they're as high on some of the quarterbacks that are left on the board as I am. Um, this is a really interesting pick for them because I think that the board has fallen. There's a lot of guys that are first round talents here still available, right? This is a team that could absolutely address the cornerback position. They could, they could double up and draft and draft David Ajabo as he's fallen all the way to the, to the 32nd pick. And then you pair him and Hutchinson again. Uh, that'd be a nice little pairing. Reunite the Michigan boys, uh, for the Michigan, uh, the NFL team there that plays in Michigan. 
Um, I don't really, I think linebackers a need for them. I don't really like any of the guys that are left on the board at this point. It's too early for a tight end. Um, and safety is definitely a possibility. So for right now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to grab Daxon Hill, uh, the safety slash slot linebacker, um, for, uh, from Michigan. Uh, and so th- either way, they're doubling up here on Michigan players. Um, I think that corner also would be a pick with Elam or Booth. I, I had Ritter going here. I did. I think I think they I think they use that get that fifth year. Um, I also want Ritter off the board so the Steelers don't do anything dumb. As much as I love Kenny, I hate Ritter. Uh, again, I know I base uh, too much things on watching them in person, and I saw Ritter live, albeit only once. I did not like him, so I want Ritter off the board real bad. What was your blood alcohol level when you were watching Ritter? Just out of curiosity. Double digits. <laughs> Definitely double digits. Marcus has seen me at a few games. He knows that I can't, you know, I can't I can't function with anything less than at least a point one oh in me. No fun in that. <laughs> awesome guys. Well any anything else? We kept this under an hour perfectly um for your hour long programming. Um this went smooth. I thought it went great. I think we're gonna get all thirty two picks right. <laughs> I don't uh, think anything wrong. Definitely with not. Definitely not. Um, I think I think last year we had five or six right, but things went crazy early in in that draft with with Trey Lance, um, and then with um, with with Chase. Um, and they were. What's so, what's the scenario where things go crazy this year? All of them. Any Jets of them. at four. Jet Jet or yeah, I mean really, um, Jaguars at one. Jets at four. Detroit uh, Panthers at six. Um, I think I think the craziest scenario we could see is a run on quarterbacks early. Like yeah. there's there's been some a little bit of rumor where the Lions take Malik Willis, right? I mean, does that send a, a cavalcade of things going on? I don't know that that's going to happen, but I mean, that would be crazy to me, uh, and, and that would be one of your crazier scenarios is if the, the, the quarterbacks uh, wind up going early and it pushes some of the other talent down. I would love that so much if there were no quarterbacks left after the top ten. <laughs> okay, right. over over under three trades in the first round that are made over on on draft night during the draft. <laughs> over. Leaning over, leaning over for sure. I think five. I think five happen. Okay, yeah. So I is Baker Mayfield one of those trades? Ooh, I don't think so, but he could be. I don't. Ugh. I didn't even think about that actually. <laughs> I would I, Baker, Baker for pick twenty. Who says no? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> God. Yeah, maybe for a seventh rounder. Um, awesome guys. Well, again, uh, we love the draft. We hope you love the draft. We hope you love this show. Um, everyone, stay tuned. We're gonna have a ton of draft content out. The memes are gonna be insane. Um, but until next time, everyone, keep on betting and keep on keeping on. Later, boys.